Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, I'm Sif Heider, the founder of Array. I'm a wellness entrepreneur and digital creator, and this is my show, The Dream Bigger Podcast. Listen, I love dreaming big, but you know what I love more? Actually having the resources to make those big dreams happen. And hey, dreams can sometimes be private jets, but other times they can look a little something like having the best skin of your damn life or starting a successful business, or delving into spirituality. So on this podcast, I chat with experts and thought leaders from different fields about their tips and tricks on doing exactly that. So let's get right into it. Hello, hello, guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Dream Bigger Podcast. If you're new here, I'm your host, Sif, and I have quite the episode for you today. So Today's guest is someone you may know if you have that little app downloaded, you know, called Instagram. I am talking about none other than Tezza, of course. So if you're not familiar with Tezza, she is really the person that kicked off the era of the presets. Her images have such a look to them. And then, you know, she obviously went on to start her app the Tezza app, which I think everyone under the sun uses for editing. Let's be real. Her presets were, I guess, the editing trend that started a few years ago, whereby you were really able to change the highlights, the tones of a picture. And she just really set that trend. Her images are very editorial. You know a Tezza image when you see one. And so today I'm chatting with her about Instagram in general, her as a creative, her starting her insane app. Like it is the editing app that's used by everyone. It's it's crazy. And of course, like her also starting a bunch of other businesses. Like she has her sunglass line. She's always doing something. I mean, I'm so impressed by her. So it's a great episode. I think for everyone ranging from creatives to anyone who has entrepreneurial ambitions, there's so many good takeaways. And I just loved her because she was so easy to talk to and just left the like me and you guys with so many great tangible tips. So it's an awesome conversation and I'm sure you guys will like it. Before we get into it though, a couple of things. First and foremost, this week's hot tip. So I discovered Element Salt, which is essentially an electrolyte, but really, really clean. What was it? A couple of months back. And I ordered their combo pack, but the flavor that I fell in love with is mango chili. Okay. This thing tastes so good. And I just, I love that it's a completely clean electrolyte mix. It's salty, but like also spicy. And then it has this like mango tanginess. I don't know how to explain it to you. It's literal crack. There's no junk ingredients in there. Like I have been looking all my life for an electrolyte electrolyte mix, which is 
just clean and simple. And this is the one for you. Also, the great thing is that I intermittent fast and I look for things that don't break my fast essentially. And this is one of them. The amount of carbs is really, really low. So if you do like to intermittent fast, it's also a great option to kind of add it into your morning routine or whatever it is. It's incredible. I'm just going to pour it into my water literally right after I finish recording this intro. And I know you guys will love it. This obviously is not a paid ad. I just love the product and can't recommend it enough. Next on my list is to read out this week's review, which I appreciate so, so much. And she says, I've heard tidbits about the power of sleep, but nothing compared to the details this episode went into. It brought me so much value and inspired me to change my daily habits. Also gave me the confidence to know that the information I'm internalizing is coming from a reputable source. That to me is invaluable. Thanks, Sif. Thank you, Kat. These reviews mean so much to me. And if you don't know the episode that Kat is talking about, it is the one with Dr. Michael Bruce, the sleep doctor. So if you haven't heard that episode, go listen to it because it is a really good one. I'm obsessed with him. You know, reviews mean so much to me right now. Actually, I am doing a giveaway. So I'm giving away two $500 boxes of beauty products. I'm talking top skincare makeup, hair care, like literally everything under the sun. I'm giving away two of these boxes. All you have to do to enter to win is scroll down to Apple Podcasts. You may have it open right now. Give me a five-star rating and leave me a review. I really want to hear from you. I want to hear what you're loving and you know what you'd like to see more of. Reviews really, really help the show grow. It helps me understand what's resonating with you guys and helps the show get in front of other people who could take a lot of value from it. So I hope you guys take the time to do this. You know, you get to enter to win an awesome beauty box. So I hope you do it. And with that, let's say hello to this week's guest, Tezza. So first and foremost, what was your big dream when you were growing up? Gosh, such a big question. I had a few, but really I was obsessed with like fashion and magazines. I kind of, I mean, I've been tall my whole life. So I feel like I was a tomboy. didn't know how to work the tall thing. And then one day I was like, oh, like I can wear clothes and make them cool. It's not awkward. So that kind of was like my intro into fashion. And I started designing clothes and going that route. And then got really obsessed with uh, fashion magazines. When I was like 16, I was like, collecting I think I had like literally thousands and just like stacks and I was like this is my vibe I'm gonna start a magazine one day and I realized kind of through that journey that like photography was kind of what I was obsessed with like it was kind of combining all the things that I loved through like creativity and fashion and like really bringing the clothes to life through like a story you know I was kind of like something in this realm but like that you know which I kind of feel like I'm doing all those things now. You really are. Like, so I looked out. Yeah. My dreams have been working out so far. <laughs> you actually did start kind of like a magazine. I feel like that's kind of what, like when I look at your Instagram or like any work that you've produced in terms of photography and the ones that I mean, you're in your photos, it's like, oh. it's wild. It looks like a magazine. That's so nice. I mean, I'm trying. But yeah, that's kind of, I think like, you know, Obviously, the world's changed every year. It's like a different, you know, there's so much different media and like Mm -hmm. way to, like, I mean, blogging was a huge thing that I was doing when I was young. I didn't even get what I was doing, but I was trying to do something, you know. I feel like it's kind of like everything has kind of come full surface and combined. So there's a way for everyone to kind of find like some sort of career in that realm if that's what you're interested in. Yeah. But wait. I have to go back. You were designing clothes? You know, I was. Yeah. At 16, I was like obsessed. I I got a sewing machine when I was like 
13 or something. And my mom was like, I mean, I have to give her tons of credit to yeah. my life because she just, like, she's an entrepreneur herself mm -hmm. and just an amazing woman. And my whole family is very creative. So I was just around really good energy. But she, I was like, I want to do fashion design. And she's like, okay, like, what are the steps to do that? Mm -hmm. And that, so she made me, like, research it and, like, present her with, like, ideas and plans. And then I found, like, Parsons in New York. And I'm yeah. like, I want to go here. And I was 16. And she's like, okay, they're, like, summer classes. You can go. And then she's like, you can move there. Like, you can live in the dorms and do night classes, like, yeah. on the side. So she let me go. So you went to that. Parsons? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. But, like, just as a, like, I was still in high school. Yeah. So I was doing that to kind of, like, figure out if that's what I actually wanted to do. Yeah. Um, and so through that, I, like, got to do, like, fashion shows and, like, kind of host, like, all types of things like that. So I kind of really did learn if it was actually something I wanted to do. And through that, like, through photographing the clothes that I was making, then I was like, oh, I want my career to be in photography. So that's kind of how that transition. That is so cool. And like, I think it's actually a great lesson for younger people that like, if you want to pursue something, like you should kind of take the steps to do it. Like when you're still in school, totally like for the longest time, this is so funny. I don't think I've ever said this on the podcast, but like for the longest time when I was younger in high school, I thought I wanted to be a chef. Love it. And so, and this was like my dream in university as well. And it's so funny because my dad was like, listen, go to do your undergrad in like something that's not chef school and like see like right. if you can get some work and like see if you really love it. And then I remember working um, at a kitchen at a restaurant like, you know, right before I was graduating and I was going to apply to like Cordon Bleu. Oh and gosh. I was like, this is horrific. Like <laughs> my hands were burnt. Everyone was yelling at me. <laughs> like I was the only girl in the kitchen. It was oh. so, so like it's just like an interesting way to totally. learn and like even yeah younger and then I feel like I remember even college like I had so many friends like I just don't know what I want to do and I mm -hmm. have I can't pick anything and blah 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 it's like I kind of always feel like just choose something yeah and try it and like you'll it'll teach you what you're good at what you're not good at and then you'll like find your next thing because I even like I feel like I'm still doing that in my life that's kind of like part of my career is just like Saying, okay, this is what I want to do and giving it all the effort I have and realizing, oh, this part of it I'm good at and this is how I can like make it work and ditch the rest or or whatever, you know? There's yeah. like so much to learn always. So I feel like just like try things and have I like be curious and I feel like that's like a life motto. Of yeah, mine. I'm I'm with you. It's 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 smart, it's a smart tip. So you are originally from Utah. Yes. Tell me about this move of yours to New York. Like what even like made you want to make that move totally um I mean there's so much to that story but yeah I mean like I said so I, when I was 16 I did live there I was obsessed I was like this is the city for me and I moved back to Utah and kind of was pursuing music for a while um and that was a big part of my life is there anything you don't do yeah the creative lots. realm like um, I just <laughs> science math um no, but yeah, like music honestly was kind of my first. Well, it kind of, it's, it's all, it's too much of a long story. I can't get into it. But long story short, I was doing the music thing, coming to LA quite a bit mm -hmm. also during this time. And I was kind of like, okay, should I make the move to LA? Should I do the music thing? And New York just kept calling my name. Every time I would go there, I would just like book a ticket and go to New York all the time. It was kind of, I'm like something, I'm going to do something there mm -hmm. every time I go. And things would just happen for me, like, in New York. I would just, like, put myself out there, and I would meet somebody that would, like, 
teach me something and like get me a meeting with somebody else. And I was just like, I feel like if this is like if you're open to it, the city does that for you. And mm-hmm. that's why I like was like, this is I got to move there. So my husband and I, we got married in Utah. Mm-hmm. And then we were like, we're going to move to New York. So we just like literally I remember finding an apartment online, sending it to my brother and he was in New York. I'm like, go look at this. Does it look okay? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, okay, sign the lease. Like, I didn't even see it before I moved there. But I was just like, I'm not going to get there if I Mm -hmm. don't just go for it. So we just kind of moved there on a whim with no plan, but it was like the best decision ever. So were you and your husband working together like prior to moving or is that something that happened after you got there? Yeah, definitely after. Um, I mean, we would create together. He played in my band with me and we were both creative-ish. He had like a tech job. He was working at another company. Oh, same with my husband. Amazing. I love it. Um, But yeah, and then I was like trying to figure out what I was going to do there. I didn't really know. I did photography at the time. So I was just like trying to, I was shooting like backstage fashion week and trying to like get any photography job I could and just like learn and figure out how to pay rent. Mm -hmm. And then about two years after moving there, I convinced Cole to start working with me. So it took a second. It took a second, but you got there. Yeah, we got there. Hi guys, my name is Sarah Nicole and I am the host of the Papaya Podcast, where each week we dish out some sweetness mixed in with some seeds of wisdom all through candid conversations in a very real and tangible way. I want everyone to know that they're not alone and that we share in these experiences called life. And sometimes when we get to know somebody else's story, it changes ours a little bit as well. So I want you to tune in with us on Mondays, subscribe, rate and review it and keep these conversations going with us. You can tune in behind the scenes at the Papaya Podcast and the Birds with Paya on Instagram as well. Can't wait to see you next week. Like for anyone who's, you know, looking to move to a new city, right? And like, it sounds like it wasn't this like massively like planned out thing where, you know, you'd saved for like years and you were transitioning from like one job to like you were being transferred. Like you actually like, it was a self-starter, like fuck it move, you know? So How did you start to get work in New York? And like, what are the kind of tips that you can offer to people who are moving to a new city and maybe in a creative field? Like, how how do you even get started? Totally. I think one thing, like, the best thing I ever realized was that pretty much everybody in a city like that is doing the same thing. So you're not alone. Like, it can feel lonely if you let it. But, like, I feel like if you're just willing to put yourself out there, so many people are, like, also trying to do the same thing. So there's a lot of, like, good energy if you're willing to find it. Mm -hmm. For me, like, this is, like, a tip I always give because it's something that even still to this day I kind of use. Like, with photography, I was like, okay, these are the clients that I want. Like, Mm -hmm. these are the jobs that I want. So I, like, pretended I got those jobs and made kind of the content that would get me those jobs. And then I would show – I would just, like, email people, DM people, like, hi, like, this is my work. I would love to work with you if you're ever looking for somebody, blah, blah, blah. You know, just kind of, like, trying to get So smart, like a portfolio. Yeah, like a portfolio aimed at, like, the jobs I Mm -hmm. specifically wanted. And so I did a lot of that. And then just, like, honestly messaging as many people as you can. I feel like Instagram's amazing. You can slide into the DMs of anybody. And, like, I mean, a lot of people are busy. A lot of people don't have time. But there's going to be somebody that does. Mm -hmm. And... That's kind of like, I remember Instagram was just kind of barely a thing. I mean, it wasn't barely a thing. It was definitely going. But for me, I wasn't using it as like my career Yeah. at the time when we moved to New York. And I just DM'd like so many girls and they all were just so nice and we all met up. And then I started just like learning about how they were surviving in the city, mm-hmm. you know? So I feel like, like places will just 
like I feel like LA is the same. Like you're gonna get out of it as much as you put in. And like if a place is calling your name, you want to move somewhere, and you have like a gut feeling that it's gonna be a good thing for you, like just do it because you're gonna it's you're gonna force yourself to like figure out how to make it and how to survive. Like I mean, I got a notification. I remember we'd lived in New York for like seven months or something and we got a notification like oh you have negative dollars in your bank account oh. and I was like okay, okay. Cool, cool cool like <laughs> gonna make it work <laughs> make work but like you know you make it work and it almost like forces you to like figure out you know how to make it work and I, so yeah I don't know if that is no it's super helpful and I, like I remember seeing videos that you'd posted about like I think it was your first apartment where yeah. the collage kit had gotten started right right um and it was like tiny oh it was like 250 square yeah feet. but you, yeah first of all like from the photos like I remember when I like seen your Instagram account in the in the early days like and I remember like the collage kit and I was like like after when I saw those videos I was like I could never ever tell <laughs> we tried it, no like really you did a phenomenal job and I think like there is something to be said about mindset right because I think that when someone moves to a city like New York, which is like a little harsher, right? And they get there and maybe it's not everything that they dreamed of because it's like, it's a fucking harsh city, <laughs> you know? And like, yeah. it's a hard city. Yeah. But I feel like you made the most of it, you know? And can you speak a little bit about that mindset, about like, kind of, like, how did you find creativity when, I mean, like another person could say, oh, that apartment is so small. Like, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah, I think like, I mean, I've always kind of had the mindset of just, like, kind of make your life your art. That's kind of actually, like, our brand motto is just, like, you know, I think, like, everything you can do can be, like, beautiful and artistic and creative. And not obviously, like, that can be an overwhelming statement. But I just mean, like, I'm very focused on energy and, like, putting out the things I want to get in return. Mm -hmm. So I feel like it's important for me to kind of just, like, say like this is you know kind of almost like manifesting is a yeah. huge thing don't you think like I I know that's so like I feel so LA now no that, I'm the same I so say true. this all the fucking time yeah all the time yeah so I feel like you know if you like visually want a certain life like you got to kind of like like I mean my tiny studio apartment we didn't move out of there until I was like sure I could get a two-bedroom because I'm like I'm not going from this to like a one-bedroom like I'm gonna work my butt off to like get this like dream apartment that I yeah. can like actually be more creative in and mm -hmm. work in but like you know until I get there how can I like make this and so that was kind of like the inspiration for the collage kit honestly because it was like we have this tiny space we don't have much to work with we don't have much money like how can we make this feel creative and inspiring and so that's how we kind of started the, the collage kit but. okay so actually I, I that's like one of my questions about like how that even whole process was but before that how did you get into editing because this has really become your thing I feel like it's like the Tezza edits so like <laughs> what was your beginning yeah so I went to school for photography and when social media kind of kicked off I was like great using this as like a portfolio for myself a great way to find clients and when I moved to New York, I kind of realized like everyone was doing kind of a certain thing and my style was very specific and very different. And I just kind of stuck with it. I was like, this is my thing. I'm going to kind of see how this works because I was coming from like the photographer point of view. And I remember so many people like this is when I kind of first realized like, OK, I have something here, mm -hmm. which I think is such a good thing to like as an early entrepreneur, like pay attention as much as you can to like the things that people are telling you, like. Just, like, even if it's, like, one, I don't know, little thing, like, that the same people are asking you this exact same question over and over and over, like, you have something there. So pay totally. attention to that. 
But, like, people were recreating my photos, like, left and right. Like, and I was like, oh, okay, cool. Like, this is, like, my unique perspective that's, like, inspiring people to go do the same for themselves. So that mm-hmm. was kind of the first time I kind of, like, realized I had something. And then so many people were just asking, how do you edit? How do you edit? How do you edit? And this was pre, like, preset world, which is obviously now, like, rampant. Yes. But, like, this was back in the day. So, you know, we were like, okay, like, let's release, like, presets. This is, like, our special sauce. And, like... I've worked on it for years and like I want to be able to share because that was also one thing I kind of realized like as a photographer so many people had taught me like one little thing that just changed my whole career Mm -hmm. and I was so grateful for that and I feel like as artists sometimes you get a little protective over something you've taken so long to build but like the more you share the more you grow and I that's always kind of been something I've stuck with so we released the presets and they did super great. And so many people were like so grateful. And I, but then I saw like the internet change. I was like, oh my gosh, so many people like now. You, you started it. I don't it. have like, my style I, anymore. It's like I gave it up, but it was like a the most amazing thing. Yeah, but also I feel like no one can quite replicate what you're doing. And like, I feel that way, not just about like you specifically, but like about right. just like totally. anyone, right? Like even yeah. for us with Array, like someone else may go and create a supplement brand. Is it going to be Array? Like, absolutely no. not. Yeah. Like, it, like you know, it'll just be different. Totally. And like, where would we be without like inspiration, right? I think about like music and like, you know, artists. And, and I feel like when somebody writes a song that's like maybe similar to another, it's like, and some people get mad. I'm like, well, it's cool. It's like they're figuring out their style and that's going to take them to where they're going. So I'm kind of like very open to that whole concept because I think it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Yeah. So that was kind of the beginning. And then, like I said, my husband was a developer and he worked in tech. And so <laughs> you you married smart. I did. I really <laughs> lucked out. But like, you know, we were, it was really frustrating because even with the presets, so many people were like, well, I don't have Lightroom. I don't edit on the computer. This is just not what I need. And we were like, maybe we could build an app. Like, let's just give it a try. So for like a year and a half, we would just stay up very, very late at night. Like, I think we stayed up till 3 a.m. every night. Like, Oh, my God. We were like kind of crazy. I look back, I'm like, cute, cute. Could never do it again. But like, (laughs) loved the time. But we just like were committed to figuring out how to do it. And so for like a year and a half, we tried to build the app and... I remember the day we were like, we got it to work. Like, we figured it out. It was very, I mean, it's a complex story. And Cole should speak to the tech of it. But, yeah, so we launched the app that's been, like, it's three years ago now. So so was it literally just the two of you who worked on the app? Like, you didn't have a team of engineers? No, just the two that, of us. I'm sorry. Like, let's just pause there <sighs> because, I mean, my husband works in tech and so, or, like, worked in tech prior yeah. to Array. And so I know that, like, Developing an app is it's it's not a joke. No, like, it's, it's it's no walk in the park. No, truly. and like especially there's no like photo and video. It's very specific. There's not that much information out there. So I mean the I, I mean it was a lot of tears. A lot. Oh, I can of, imagine. Like, you know, and like he was the only developer for the whole first year of oh having my, that. Okay. So, wow. Okay. Like to be honest, it wasn't like okay we're starting a business. Yeah. We were like having so much fun and like feeling like wow we're like in this movement with all these people and we want to help people be creative and let's just see if we can do this like it wasn't like we're like let's come up with a business plan sit down and you know what I mean so like I and even still to this day we have quite a small team and like we're trying to figure out how to grow and like we're not we're like a big company but like a small company at the same time you know so it's been like we're still learning and I think that's like I think when you probably, I mean, you know, you started so small as well. And, like, I feel like when you 
look at other companies from like a social media standpoint or from the background, you're thinking, oh, they like did this, they did yeah. that. And it's like, no, most people, like that's my one thing is like nobody has it figured out. No, no. And if they are saying they do, then I mean, great. But I feel like most people don't. Yeah, and it's really interesting because I think that like it's just, it's the same with people's lives, right? Like yeah. what you see on social media, it's a highlight reel, right? right? No one has it figured out. Like no brand does. And especially like, you know, maybe newer ones that people see and they like, it's like aspirational and they're like, oh my gosh, like this brand is doing so well. Like everyone is, you know, struggling with like some shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. And I think that's comforting. Like just remember that. Like if you're trying to start something, if it doesn't even work at first, it's not a bad idea. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. that's always something to remember too. Because like even with the collage kits, for example, like that was something we started for fun when we launched it. The amount of feedback we got that like this is an amazing idea. Mm Mm-hmm was insane. So we were like, we're going to crush it. This is amazing. We're so excited. And then like pushed it live and sales were horrible. And we were like, cool, cool, cool. Moving on. Mm -hmm. Like this is dumb. And we didn't like honestly give it that much attention because we were so put down by that. But then like a year later it picked up and then it turned into like a really big business. But it's like, I just think like sometimes you, you know, get devastated by like comparing yourself or not understanding like yeah. how much actually you have to talk about a product on social media. I mean, think of how many products there are All out there the now. Time. So you have to talk about it over and over and over and again. This is like actually like a really good tip because I I remember like when like even prior to launching Array, right? Like I got this tip, I forget from who it was, but it was like keep repeating yourself even if you think you're being annoying. Totally. And I feel like when we launched Array, I was like, well, I don't want to be annoying because like I don't want to just keep talking about this thing. But it's like when you talk about it like seven times, maybe a person will notice. Like it's crazy. Yeah, I think I know there's some like it used to be like you have to see something three to whatever times till you buy it. Now it's like seven to 15. Yeah. It's something crazy because, I mean, we're just seeing so much. And I also think like – the people you do follow and you love or the brands you do fall in love, like how little you actually absorb of like a new launch that they're talking mm-hmm. about. Like probably I see it once, yeah. you know? So if someone's talking about it seven times, you like the other person's really only going to see it maybe two of the three. Yeah. And so it's not that annoying. Just be annoying and like love what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, it's and true. And just like that will also like, I feel like if you love it and you're passionate about it, People will feel that and want to be a part of it. Yeah, 100%. So let's go back to the collage kit. So you said that you launched and then you, like, didn't see a lot of traction. And then it picked back up in a year. Like, why was that? What Like, what was the story behind that? You know, I think, like, part of it was we just didn't realize, like, I mean, it's like we were in marketing because we're, you know, but I was just, like, new to the influencer world. Even mm-hmm. I didn't understand, like how much you had to push a product. Yeah. We never have run an ad still to this day, like for any of our products. So that's something, I mean, now we're just starting to like, oh, brands do this. Like Mm -hmm. this is a part of branding. Like a ton of brands are putting a lot of money behind paid ads. It's Mm -hmm. a great thing. But like we weren't doing any of that. And like we weren't, you know, gifting the product. We weren't like trying to show how it could be used in multiple ways. We just weren't like doing all the work that it takes to go behind a product. And so after like a year of doing that and getting it, into the right hands and the right people that like would be marketing it to the to the customers that we were like looking for Mm -hmm. then it started to pick up so I feel like you know just like don't be afraid like it could take two years of like the work of getting it kind of like in the right hands and in front of the right people yeah and also I think when you're launching product no matter what it is it's a lot of experimentation right and like what works for one business like you can like 
you can hear, oh, like this really worked for this person, but like it's not necessary that it'll work for you. And you almost have to try everything to see what sticks when it comes to the marketing and getting your product out there. Totally. And like, yeah, that's the other thing is just pay attention to the feedback that you get and don't be afraid to have to like change. Mm -hmm. Like our motto has a, (laughs) because of Cole, he's always like done is better than perfect. Oh, for sure. Because I'm going to spend way too much time on something and he's like, no, get it out. Let's launch it. Like we'll figure out what's wrong with it after we launch it. I mean, Mm -hmm. obviously you want to have it be great, but like even with the app, when we launched, like there was, we changed a lot based off of like feedback that we got, you know? And so I feel like don't be afraid of like, don't hold on to your idea for so long that you never get it out. Yeah. Just this is, do I, it. I, I like you, you can tell that um, Cole comes from tech because like this is like a very like tech concept and like all the big tech founders constantly talk about it. And like, it's something that we have at Array as well. And like, it's, it. it's hard because yeah. like when you're creative, I feel like you want every little detail to be perfect, but it's right. almost like, it's just better to get it out yeah. because otherwise like you, you will never know. And like, there's some saying, I forget who said it, but it's like, if it's perfect, you've waited too long. Right. And I actually fully agree with that. Yep. It's so true. Because I think like every product evolves, you 100%. know, and gets better. And like you, what you think might be wrong with it and want to make better about it is going to probably end up being totally opposite. Like when we launch sunglasses for our Lelo brand, like I sometimes I'm like, these are the, these are going to sell is out. It. This <laughs> is it. And then it's like the ones that I'm like, ooh, I don't love those so much that blow up. And I'm like, crap. You know what I mean? So it's like, you never know what's going to work and respond well. So just like, yeah. get it done, put it out. A hundred percent. And you'll figure it out. <laughs> yes, it's so true. So let's talk about the app because I think that, you know, people have seen the Taza app. I'm guessing like 99% of people who are listening have probably used it or like have it downloaded. But talk to me about the ugly parts of this app release. Like really give us the behind the scenes of what it took to make it what it is today. Totally. I think something about apps people don't realize is that they always break. I mean, like, there are so many bugs constantly. So it's like, think of how many phones there are. Different types of phones, all that kind of thing, different updates. So every time any of that's changing, like, there are new things breaking, new things. So it's like, every time something's done, it still has to be worked on over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. So that's, like, constant. Up until mm, four months ago, it was me, Cole, and my assistant, Zoe. Cole hired two other developers on the side that kind of like helped, but that's been it. So like customer service wise, I mean, you know, the amount of DMs, the app's not just like in the U.S., it's worldwide. So if there's ever an issue, you know, it's like people are thinking like, oh, we have this big team that's like helping to respond. I'm like, oh, it's just the three of us. Like we're doing, you know, and that doesn't mean that like it shouldn't be the other way. It probably should be the other way, but. I think, you know, we're so small trying to learn and grow and let people in. It's been such, like, a baby of ours. And so doing that has been really difficult. And, like, understanding how to scale as a business. Like, looking at it now as an actual business, not just something fun that we wanted to start, is, like, a total, like, growing pains in transition of, like, we didn't go to business school. We don't know how to do this. Like, we're still guessing all the time. You know? So, and, like, we're competing with these big dogs that have like venture backed and they like, raise a lot of money. And so it's like, we're cool. It's cool. And I'm proud of what we've built so far, but now we're in like phase two of like, okay, how do we take what we've built and like make it something bigger, you know? And so I think like, that's like the journey of every entrepreneur, right. Is figuring that out. And so 
I take that back to my beginning days of just like, if you do have an idea and you don't understand how to like start it, just start asking questions. Like there are so many people who are willing to share. And like, I mean, it's so great that you have a podcast like this because I'm like, yeah, listen to a bunch of episodes. Someone's going to drop a nugget of information. It's that's true. That's going to help you. That's how you learn for sure. Like for us, I mean, Nish and I say that everything we learned was like, you know, like 90% of it was like books and podcasts. And then it was asking questions. And like, as I mean, like once you're kind of uh, like you have your business, then it's the time to like talk to other entrepreneurs and like see like what's working for them and what isn't. Yeah. And like, I think it's it's really important to ask questions and like, listen, you know yeah, what I mean? Totally. Yeah. You learn so much. So your content, it's very recognizable, right? Like it has like such a look, like I can be scrolling on Instagram and like I'll know when I see your images, you know? For content creators out there who are kind of looking to have a specific vibe and have that kind of, I don't know, like recognizable brand, if you will, Mm -hmm. what are the tips you can give them? Yeah. I mean, I think like there are a couple ways you can do that. So my whole thing always has been like storytelling. Mm-hmm. So I love content where it's like, okay, this is like capturing not just the outfit, but like the space of where I am and like everything tells this like full story. Yeah. And like it's going to last like longer than just five seconds. And, you know, like that kind of content to me just like speaks volume. So that's like always my focus, even more so than like editing or anything else. It's more about like the concept. And that works with for me, like with, for the brands that I work for, like they appreciate that. And that I, that's something that like I get paid for because that's like my focus. So, you know, kind of think about like that, like if, you know, you do, you're somebody that wants to work with brands as a photographer, as a content creator, whatever it is, like be thinking about, you know, that part of the concept or like with editing, I think editing is like the be- easiest way. Obviously, like I think we go through so many trends in social mm-hmm. media and I've been there for them all. And I think like, it's easy to want to just like follow everyone else's trend. Mm -hmm. But if you can kind of figure out a way to like find something that speaks to just your page, whether it's like your color story or like the way that you, you know, like I I always say if it's like not broken, don't fix it. Like if you have an idea that works, like repeat it and like use it as something that's like a part of your brand. Mm -hmm. Like whether that's, you know, on Monday you're doing like wellness every time or you're like always are doing a food type of thing on Fridays because like people really respond well to that and you can speak to that and it's something you're passionate about. Like people like kind of having something that's to go back to. Yeah. And so I think that's like a great tip to like have make a part of your brand. I love that. That's actually really, really smart. Tell me about your process for content creation. Like you, you love storytelling and like, I mean, your pictures, it, it like really does translate. It looks like like an editorial spread every single time? Like, do you go scope out locations ahead of time? Like, do you, you know, pick your outfits out? Like, what does that whole process look like? I mean, it used to be a lot more in depth, to be honest. Like a couple of years ago, I had quite a bit more time. Um, Now that we're having so many different businesses, this is not as easy as it was. So I do have to work a little quicker sometimes these days. But I definitely like, if I'm working with clothes or whatever it is, I definitely think like, okay, who would be wearing this? What would they be doing? Like, who's the girl in this vibe? Even if it's like me or if it's, you know, something I'm kind of like dreaming up. Like, Mm -hmm. I definitely think about that. Every time I drive around, I have like a full thing of notes of like, oh, cool location on like the corner of blah, 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 blah. And like, I take a photo, put it in the notes because it is so hard to cut. Like when you have to work quick, you're like, I can't remember. Yeah. 
where that was. And then you're getting a little bit of anxiety. Like this is not going to turn out cool because I'm under so much pressure. So I feel like having like a backup of locations is very helpful. So smart. <laughs> like number one. Um, and then also like I always, if you're somebody that, I mean, I seem very confident in photos, but to like, truthfully, I, if people are like walking by and it's busy and all that, I'm like uh, overwhelmed. So I shoot really, really early in the morning, like 6 a.m., then no one's around. I'm like, it's peaceful out. You know, the lighting is good. So I feel like find your times of day to shoot that work for you. And that way you kind of like know that's going to be a part of your day. And then you have the rest of the day to do whatever else you need to do. So smart, actually. I love that location tip. Like, I think that it just saves a lot of anxiety when you're in a pinch. <laughs> yeah, no. And then you can like reuse the location. You know, you can go back. You remember where it was. It's true. So, you know, just drive around, grab a smoothie, mark some locations. It'll be helpful. I, I like that. Um, and like, what's your organization process? Like, do you batch photos? Do you have like a day that you're shooting? Like, like, let's get into the nitty gritty in that sense. I'm the least organized person on the planet. <laughs> so I'm going to throw that out. I mean, I have my messy organized way, mm -hmm. but I think most people would say it's not organized. Um, but like with photos, I mean, I definitely keep everything on a hard drive. So I just upload everything to like folders on a hard drive. So helpful. Couldn't survive without that. Mm -hmm. And then on my phone as well, because I'm constantly sending so many photos to my phone. So I feel like your phone photos can get out of whack quick. So the second you send them or you have like a batch of photos, highlight them, put them in a folder and like name the folder. So you can always like find them again. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like otherwise you're going to lose track. And like I feel like some people don't know this, but... When you are on an iPhone, you can search your images, right? Like you can what? go, yeah, you can go to your photos and you can search at the top. So you could click, you could search like flowers or coffee. Excuse me? Or whatever. And it'll pull up like any photo that has a flower in it. What? Wait, where? Okay, so go to your search. Okay, over here, search. Yeah. And then up at the top. Like flower. Type it in. Are you fucking kidding yeah, me? Yeah, it's life changing. <laughs> Wait, how? I am just, how did I not know this? Yeah, I don't, I don't remember the day I found <laughs> out. I was also shook. You can even type in like credit card. Like I have a, I mean, I don't steal my phone, but like I have a photo of my credit card and sometimes I need it and boom, it comes okay, up. Okay, I literally just searched passport. Yeah. And I can never find my passport. <laughs> no, it's life changing. This is, this is wild. So sometimes I'm like, I need a post. I'm trying to find it and I can remember like the contents of the post. So you can search it. Very helpful. Yeah. Okay, this is probably like the most <laughs> helpful piece of advice anyone has ever shared on the podcast. I'll drop a tutorial. I'll drop a tutorial if you need help. But it's just the search button on the right. This needs to phones. be like a reel that you do, I feel. I think so. I'll do it tonight. <laughs> Thank you for the inspo. I've been needing some video content. So. People are going to be freaking out. Like, what? This is a real oh, thing. Life-changing, yeah. That is so, so funny. Um. What is your relationship with social media? And what I mean by that is like you're creative and you have an app and, you know, your app is like kind of so closely linked to social media. Do you have any boundaries in place? Like, do, or are you just like constantly on there? Totally. I have so many boundaries, um, especially the older I get. I'm like, okay, I can't. I do get like anxiety with social media. You know, if I'm consuming too much, yeah. it's just like. It's a lot. I, I start realizing, like, I don't even know what I think anymore because yes. I'm just consuming way too much. So 
I definitely, like, on the weekends, I really don't scroll much. Mm -hmm. It's weird. Like, I just scroll on the weekdays. And on the weekends, I'm just, like, enjoying posting if I want. But I I used to kind of be, like, a, just, like, addicted to posting mm -hmm. and being, like, constantly active. Because I do think, like, there is an aspect to – it's, like – you know, if you want to grow on social media, you have to be social. Like, yeah. you have to, in, like, interact and, like, support your friends and all of those things. And I think, like, that's definitely an important part. But, like, taking time away for yourself and also just checking your screen time is really important. And then also just being really aware of, like, what you consume. Because for me, sometimes as a creative and somebody who wants to feel inspired, like, I have... I just follow way too many people. So something that I have done recently is I started just like another account that's just private. But I just follow like, I think I only follow 25 people that are really inspiring me right now. Mm -hmm. That I'm like, wow, when I get on there, I feel like I am viewing a magazine or like looking at something that's going to kind of really get me feeling excited to create. Mm -hmm. So I feel like having kind of that separation of space and like being able to view that kind of content is like helpful for me. So just kind of like knowing what I'm consuming and being aware of it, you know? Aside from like these like accounts and stuff you follow, where else do you find inspiration? Totally. I mean, I'm very like inspired by old vintage magazines and like movies and things like that. And another thing that I think being creative, and I've been doing this for 10 years. Like, I've been posting on social media for 10 years, which is sometimes I'm like, okay, 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 I need a break. I need to just, like, take 10. But I think getting in a creative rut is going to happen to you. So when it comes, don't stress out. I'm in one all the time, and I'm, like, yeah, waiting for it to go away. But I think, like, giving yourself a little challenge. I mean, I went to art school, so I like to think about it in that way. But, like, give yourself an assignment. Like, this is... We're going to do something focused on, I don't know, lighting. And, like, this is the space and you have to make it work. And, like, almost giving yourself this kind of project and challenge is helpful as a creative because it kind of, like, forces you to think outside the box. So I like to do little assignments like that for myself. I actually love that. It's such a great idea to almost, like, get your creativity back if you're in yeah. a rut. So I think it's, like, a really, really smart tip. So you started amidst all of this, okay? You also have a sunglass brand. Like, how did that come along? Yes. Well, I've always said, like, accessories are the perfect, like, beginning or end to any outfit. I don't think you can have, like, horrible style, but if you have accessories, you're fine. <laughs> or just, like, you can be as simple as possible. It doesn't matter. So I um, – and, like, sunglasses I've just always loved. I My grandma was, is, like, my fashion inspo for life. She's, like, the six-foot-tall woman who was just, like, extra always. So, oh, my God. I love that. And she had amazing, like, glasses always. I was just like, this is it. So I really it kind of, like, started with that inspiration. And I was like, I want to make, you know, something that makes people feel, like, just empowered. And I'm like, who everyone wears sunglasses. And it's, like, such a simple thing. Mm -hmm. So – um, how many years? Yeah, we started a few years ago, really just because I, I was searching for really cool sunglasses that kind of had this vintage feel, but were kind of more affordable. I think everything out there that I was finding was like designer and like $300, $400. And I was like, I feel like we can do this and it's going to be like fun. And, you know, I can help people like find their style through like the expression of sunglasses. So that was really the beginning of it. And yeah. How are you doing that and everything else like what are your productivity tips because I mean you're juggling I feel like 600 different things oh girl I'm trying to find my productivity tips <laughs> I don't know honestly like I make a ton of lists I feel like 
I'm somebody that gets overwhelmed when I am just sitting there thinking about all the things I have to do. I have to visualize. So that's my number one thing. Um, and then also just like figure out the one part of your life. When you, when you start to get to a point where you're like, okay, I need to be more productive, like figure out, like write down the three things that you're really killing it at and the three things that you're not and find somebody who can help you with the three things that you're not. Oh, smart. So like I had to hire, I was like, I'm horrible at responding to people. I, I literally can't do it. Like I, that's just not going to happen. Like my 500 unread texts and my email's out of control. So I was like, I can definitely have somebody help me with my email. Like that's something I know I can do. It's going to change my life. It'll help me grow, help me, my business grow, everything. So like, that's one thing I checked off the box, you know, mm -hmm. like find those kind of little things. And I think like it, you'll see your productivity change and like, you'll be able to get more done. So smart. You're good at. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 actually like very sound advice because I don't think anyone on this planet can do everything. And like yeah. finding a solve for like these things that you're weak at is like one of the best things that you can do. Totally. And like somebody even told me this the other day because we were talking about this. They were like, if somebody can do that job better than you, then like somebody should be doing that. And yeah. Like, so don't just like hold on to it because it's like you feel like you need to be doing everything. Like let somebody you know, do that and, and you, move on. I think it like, that's actually like a good productivity hack because if you're out there doing everything, you're just not accomplishing as much as you can optimally, right? Like, yeah. and I mean, not just in terms of like a business person, but like also like in your personal life, I feel like it's the case as well. Like totally. it's just, no one can do fucking everything. Like, yeah. and it's, it's just unrealistic. It really is. And you shouldn't feel like you should have to. Yeah. Like, I think in the beginning I felt like I had to do everything and I didn't want to give up anything, but I feel like if you look at anybody who's crushing it in life and has like built a billion dollar business, like the best thing they did was find the people that could do the things that they didn't, didn't want to do or like weren't good at. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Could not agree more. If you could leave our listeners and creatives with like two to three tips, what would it be? Gosh, so many things to say. I think like, I mean, I'm going to kind of repeat a couple of things that yes. I said just because they are really important to me and like my biggest advice. But one is done is better than perfect. That is literally my motto. Just like if you have the idea, do it. And like if you don't know where to start, Make an email, like give yourself baby goals every day. Don't like you have your big dream goal. Like I want to start X, Y, and Z, but like, what are the baby goals to get you there? What's, what are little things you can do every day? Like, um, can you make a list of like, I can send these three emails today. I can make these two phone calls and those little things will get you the response that you can do the things you need to do the next day. So I feel like make those baby goals. They're important. And two, I would say if you have an idea, don't let don't listen to other people if it if it's, you know, fighting against what you really believe in and love. Like just love what you do and put in all that you have and if like you believe in it, everyone else will. It's not necessarily about like you need the validation of the people around you if they're like fighting you on it. That's okay. Like don't worry about it, but like if you still believe in it, you're going to like find the other people that believe in it and then just really pay attention to like the feedback that you're getting and like be willing to adapt and to like let it be a part of your business um, instead of fighting it. I Amazing tips. Tessa, <laughs> tell everyone where they can find you. Thank you. You're so great. Um, yes. So on Instagram, I am now Tezza, T-E-Z-Z-A dot Barton. And then you can find our app. It's T-E-Z-Z-A in the app store, Apple or um, Play Store 
and also on Instagram. And yeah. Amazing. Thank you, Tessa. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for listening. If you loved the episode and feel like it brought you value, don't forget to rate the show and leave a review. It takes five seconds and really helps the show grow so I can keep bringing on awesome guests. If you want to follow me behind the scenes, you can find me on Instagram at Sif And don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss a thing. I drop new episodes every Tuesday, so come hang with me and shoot the shit with some really smart people, learn and unlearn, and have a lot of fun. See you next week.